Well, the word on the street is that fiberglass trailers are still kind of a hip product, but Airstream, who just got into the fiberglass trailer realm in 2017, is back and right on out. Yeah. Slowly. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah, that, that Nest trailer is backing up. They're no longer going to produce it. Well, let's talk about fiberglass trailers and what may or may not have happened with Airstream, because nobody knows. All right, very good. Hey, we just had Kate Dunbar in for our live stream just a l- few short hours ago. That was so fun. Because we're recording on a Friday. And she is sponsoring this episode of the RV Small Talk podcast. Yeah, thank you, Kate. If you don't know Kate Dunbar, she is the campground gourmet. She knows how to cook all the bestest of things and how to prep for cooking the bestest of things at your campground. She likes to elevate the campground experience when it comes to food. Uh, you, You know how to make s'mores. You know how to make hot dogs. You might have a couple things up your sleeve, but Kate makes it easy and and fun to actually elevate your meals. Right. So if you're heading out on a camping trip and you need to plan some meals, you need to browse through her recipes and get all of her tips and tricks at thecampgroundgourmet.com or, of course, you can check her out on Facebook. Now, so we learned about her because, well, we're good friends with her, but she has a book, an ebook, which is great for taking with you. Mm-hmm. Just look up the Campground Gourmet. It's on Amazon and it's on her website. And that's the campgroundgourmet.com, but she's on Facebook. So she has a really great community. Look her up, the Campground Gourmet, Kate Dunbar, find her stuff and eat well at the campsite, at home, anywhere. Welcome back to the RV Small Talk Podcast. This is episode 70 and we are your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I'm Clint. I'm PJ. And I am Lindsay. And thank you guys so much for listening today. You can find our show notes at rvsmalltalk.com. You can join our community on Facebook at the RV Small Talk Community Group. We also have a page there. And we're also running a YouTube channel that is RV Small Talk on YouTube. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. (laughs) Lindsay. Yes. You just got back from a mom and son camping trip. A mother-son camping trip. Yeah, it was actually really fun. I took the Soldon to Lake Whitney in Texas, and it was absolutely gorgeous. The weather was a little bit cold and a little bit windy. Yeah, we had those freakish Texas cold fronts blow through right while you're out there. But it was fine. I mean... Okay, really, can I can I record that? Uh, what? That it was fine because you have said time and time again you hate camping in the cold. I know, but it wasn't it wasn't that cold. Uh, We didn't go outside during the (laughs) unless. So if it gets below fifty, you stay inside. Fifty five, yeah. (laughs) But it Uh, was it was like right at fifty five during the day, but the sun was like beaming down, so it wasn't bad. Um, we just stayed inside at night and in the morning, but we did a lot of walking around, you know, my five-year-old was a trooper and he walked a lot and didn't whine a lot about it being cold and really just wanted to throw rocks in the water. Yes. So I tried to teach him how to skip rocks, but, uh, he has a really good arm. He really likes pitching and throwing right. baseballs he does have a good arm you can't you can't throw a baseball with him without a glove no you can't it's painful 
But so he was having a hard time figuring out how to skip a rock and throw it across the water because, you know, the kid just wants to like chunk it. But he still had fun doing that. And then guess what? What? Ah, Hawk looks up. Okay, so Hawk loves spotting hawks. It's uh-huh. a thing. Well, I obviously, can he learned it from you, I bet. And he says, "Hi, hawk. I'm a hawk too." And it's funny. So at, at one point, we're walking, and he looks up and he says, "Hey, look, a hawk. Hi, hawk. I'm a hawk too." And I look up, guys, and I'm it got right kidding. in your eyes. It was a bald eagle, oh. right above our heads, and he had he she I don't know had like a fish a varmint a varmint. Whoa. It was way bigger than a mouse or a rat. It so was, it was like, like a, a Nutria something. or something like that. A what? Nutria. A Nutrigrain bar? Nutria? <laughs> <laughs> was it a wombat? I don't know. Are wombats a thing in Texas? Uh, not uh, no. not really, no. No. But Nutria are. Well, I didn't even think bald eagles were a thing in Texas. So <gasps> It was a baby beaver? Uh, it could have yeah. been. Or like a <laughs> rabbit, maybe. But Texas you could otter? see it like... So, sh- <laughs> Texas otter? <laughs> It was like squirming around in his claws, but he was so close to us and he swooped down and then he turned around and came back again like he was uh, going to like, swoop and get my kid too or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Run, Hawk. It's an I, eagle. I, I've tried to pull out my phone as fast as I could, but of course I didn't get it in time and we just watched him fly away and I was thinking, you know, it probably was just some other bird with like a white head uh-huh. that was really big and looks very eagle-like. Right. But there's no way I saw a bald eagle. Sure. So then later I was talking to one of the guys who worked at the park and he was like, oh yeah, Whitney, Texas is actually known for their bald yeah. eagles. That was absolutely a bald eagle. Yeah. And, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Sure. Texas really? gets bald eagles. Well, I know eagles, we have them. Eagles. Yeah. Those, but apparently Whitney is like the place for, the bald, place eagles? for bald eagles. So Wow. I was really excited. Wow. It was a great trip. And the cherry on top was I got to see a bald eagle. Which yeah. I don't Sweet. know. I thought it was very cool. With Sweet. Hawk. Yes. That was so fun. Okay. How, how how do you feel coming off of this trip? Does Are you feeling like the next trip's going to come Did, in on schedule a little bit sooner? Oh, yeah. Um, I really want to go in the beginning of January. But I got to ask the boss if I can get off work. Um, other than that, you know, I'm feeling more confident. Uh huh. I dumped my tanks. Dump it. I did a dump dance. Dump it. (laughs) Will you get your phone out so I can see what the dump dance looks (laughs) like? I record myself doing the dump (laughs) dance, but you know, just a little bit more confident. One thing I still have questions on is the water heater. Yeah. Because I was trying to run it on electric. Yeah. And so I know there's a switch on the outside and then a switch on the inside but i think maybe you just are supposed to turn on one of those i don't know we'll talk to the tech guys but that was the only thing i had problems with uh so i didn't take a shower because i couldn't get the water to get warm (laughs) because it's only 55 (laughs) degrees and you couldn't work up a sweat i mean i it's fine everything's fine (laughs) you're camping we're clean now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah hooking up backing up was Okay, tell me about backing up. Was that hard? Well, we got there right at like 5.30. So the mm-hmm. sun is... Glaring right in the mirrors or yeah, something? No, yeah, and, yeah, and it's about to go down. So, you know, I'm kind of feeling this pressure. Not to mention I'm trying to film everything, which I didn't feel myself backing up because I was just... Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I was so scared. And so there's no one else in the campground except for this big uh, Class C right in front of me. Okay. And the people are sitting in their lawn chairs just like staring at you. Staring at me. (laughs) Yes. 
like, I got this. I got this. And Sweet Hawk in the back was just like so ready to get out of this car seat, right? right? Like he spent over three hours in his car seat. He's ready. And he's just like, are we there yet? Can I just get out? Are we there? Are we there? And it takes me probably 20 minutes of like going forward and backing up. But my spot was at the end of a circle. So I had mm-hmm. to kind of back in at an angle. Right, those are I tricky. couldn't because I couldn't go forward enough. I was running into the people in front of me who were just right. staring at me. And yeah. I was so like, the one other per- person in the campground <laughs> is and in the way. Right there in the way. I know, but I did it eventually, and you know, Hawk was super supportive. He was like, "It's okay. You're doing great." <laughs> did he wow. really? <laughs> well, I mean, I told him to tell me I was doing great. So <laughs> <laughs> you have one job. Encourage and support me while I part. But he did. Here's your lines. Say them over and over and then I'll let you out of your car seat. Pretty much. And then, you know, so. Did he give you a star at the end? Did you get a sticker? That was hard. And I actually ended up like the best I could do is I was hanging off a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I was just like closer to the power box. Oh, yeah. She's really close to the power box. Like really, really close to the power box. But. I was just like, cool, that's it. We're done. Um, I noticed it was a little bit leveled, like just a little bit off center. Um, and I don't I, sweat that. If it's, I, I, mean, I really didn't care. I went yeah. and I stood inside of it and I like yeah. walked back and forth and I was like, you know, if I feel like I'm leaning or about to fall over, then yeah, I'm going to go level it. But otherwise, no, we're good. I walked inside, I figured it's level enough, and then I kept thinking, what is that noise? Oh my God, it's the fridge. Since I'm not level, the fridge is making a noise. Okay, so should I level it? Is it bad for the fridge, or is it just gonna make a noise? About 30 minutes went by, and I'm kind of doing all the other stuff, hook up the water hose and all that. And then I go back in there, and I turn around, and Hawk had turned on the water pump. (laughs) So that's what that noise was. So I turned it off, and I was like, Huh. Problem solved. <laughs> no more noise. I guess I'm level enough. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that was that experience. He was a he was a trooper. You should see all the pictures I have. Uh, we should put them up. I mean, I have pictures of this kid taking the couch cushions from the Soul Dawn, and I mean, he made a fort. He uh-huh. made a cave. Uh-huh. He made a ladder. He made a slide. He's going into engineering. It, it was in, it's all he played with all weekend when we were in the camper. I brought all Ooh, these toys and board games Couch and cushions. he's just, yeah, he just made so many things out of these cushions. He was having a blast. So sweet. Yeah. The Very end. Cool. There it is. We'll get more adventures as we make more adventures. All right. Check those show notes and you get to see uh, what you can do with couch cushions. Oh, so many things. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Okay. So I was, uh, we were talking some spitballing some ideas on what to do in future episodes. And we talked a little bit about RV safety. So I, I found a website as I was doing some initial bumping around and I like it. It's the RV safe. It's it's rvsafety.com and it's got video lessons and blog type style write-ups and things like that. Everything you could talk about from setup to packing list to propane safety, electrical safety, things dealing with temperature, maintenance, you name it, rvsafety.com. It's a really cool website. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty handy stuff. And it looks like they've been at it for a while. So uh, I'm just throwing it out there. Found this website. Thought I'd uh, make you aware of it. 
Well, there's so many great resources out there. It's always good to know places where you can get a question answered. Yeah, especially if you're out camping and you need to know what that smell is, what that noise is. Are you doing it right? So yeah, I mean, look, one more safety thing: CPR and AED training. What you, I mean, they they oh CPR and AED. I yeah. thought you were like I thought that was never mind. There, there's <laughs> they have an academy live training. I mean, they talk about weighing your rig, uh, trailer to to weight. There's a lot here, too much for me to really go into. And I just found it, liked it, thought I'd share it. <laughs> found it, liked it, shared it. There it is. There it is. Okay. Ooh, holiday uh, gift guide. Yeah. So we did the holiday gift guide. It was was it last week or the week before? It was two weeks ago. But here's the thing: you still have time for Christmas shopping if you want it delivered. You still uh-huh. have time, and yep. we've we've done all the hard stuff. So. And it's a growing list because we're still it's finding a- some <laughs> neat things, right? <laughs> we are definitely those people. We're like, ooh, let's add this and this and this, right? So. Go check it again. We're adding more stuff. Yeah, we uh, actually, like we said, we did a live stream earlier today with Kate Dunbar. And that's part of the time spent was we found some neat things here in our uh, parts department. And they're just really cool gadgets. So we shared them. And then we also have links to them now that we're going to put in that holiday gift guide. Yeah, so you can find that holiday gift guide at rvsmalltalk.com. If you go to the holiday gift guide episode, those links will be in the show notes. It's either episode 67 or 68. It's the one with the present on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and it's Christmas time and we still have COVID. What the heck? (laughs) Yeah, all I want for Christmas is no more of that. Yeah, but it's, it is, it is Really, it is starting to change the way people are planning their travels. I have had starting a lot of people. <laughs> well, okay, you're you're right, but you know we all kind of still tried to think camping right. was good. But so many people I have heard in the past week or two have said, "You know what? I had a plan, but I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm just right. staying home." So I thought that was it. That's been an interesting thing that we've seen a lot more this week. I think the numbers just keep going up and yeah people are people are getting kind of worried yeah and we follow jason and abby over the the rv miles podcast and even they've said you know what we're gonna we're going to go ahead and do what we haven't done in years because they're full-timers mm-hmm. they went ahead and winterized their trailer and put it in storage and they're they're gonna re reset their mindset for 2021 yeah that's they can't be the only ones doing that we are hearing that yeah. all over here at the dealership and people are still picking up their trailers you know i after thanksgiving everything always slows down but we've seen uh really people picking them up but they're just not as anxious because the plants that they had yeah hoped for are they're picking them down. up but they're going straight into storage right. straight into storage <laughs> yeah it's it's just interesting always to see That's the shift sad. but really really heavy the past week or two and and so many people use their rigs for travel to see family but and we always promote it we yeah. always promote yeah go out there and go have a holiday in your rv be safe and just or use a spare room or you know family but, get together yeah, something people are getting nervous but and there's there's depending on where you are you may not be technically allowed or they may be asking very heavily for you not to gather with your family 
And I know so, peer pressure is, if nothing else, is yeah, pretty social bad. pressure is tough. But you know what? California is talking about closing their overnight stays. So, you know, if you get if you get some places in California where you just simply can't camp, right? Wow. I mean, I just think having that out there is. It's just been a so different California change. is thinking about banning it, or they did ban it. Well, there are some areas in California where um, the numbers are so high, um, they are putting new restrictions in a few days on people who want to just casually camp overnight. Now, if you live there, you get to stay. Well, that's good, right? So, so let's clarify. Yes, there is a there is a ban depending on where you are in the state of California where you cannot make new reservations okay. for overnight camping. And, and from the way it reads to me right now, it's public campgrounds and private campgrounds. But these restrictions don't apply to people who are already there um, or who have like long-term okay. plans. Just just no new. And, and it looks like a 21-day right now kind of situation. Yeah, it's a short-term, but it, it's like a lockdown in those areas where they have really high covid numbers so they're locking down you know bars and restaurants and all of those things that that we experienced in april well and they're just kind of shutting down again that's uh, and california you know to be fair has been one of the more uh anxious states to do these types of restrictions yes uh yeah if if it's you know their more recent track record that's fine right um so so if you had plans or or if this you know further solidifies your plans not to go to california whichever side of that fence you're on just be aware that that's happening if you have reservations just call ahead be sure everything's okay that's that's literal reservations or the emotional figurative reservations (laughs) call ahead So what's the big deal about fiberglass shell trailers anyway? The Those molded eggs? fiberglass, they're popular. They have such a following. They're adorable. Is that it? Uh, that's it for me. That's, Are uh, they just <laughs> adorable? Yeah, I think I think that you know, there's a spectrum of people who like them and adherents who just will only camp that way. But I think adorable is is one part of that group. So we're talking about casitas, yeah. Oliver, Scamps, Bigfoots, the yeah. Airstream Nest, you yeah. know, that that top shell, bottom shell right. Easter egg looking looking trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think everybody knows them and maybe it's one of those things that you either love them or hate them, yeah. you know, or think they're kind of goofy. But there's pros and cons to them, and we can kind of dive into that. Well, and I think that until I really got into the business as far as I did, I didn't realize there was so many different ranges and sizes and prices. Yeah. And you know what? It's it's a very visible. I mean, you see one of these fiberglass shell campers and it's in it sticks out. It has a certain, I don't know, thing to it. But they've been around for quite a while. There's some very specialty brands that do them, but most of them are these small kind of boutique shops. They don't right. They do factory direct. They don't right. have, They don't have dealerships everywhere. Um, Not all of them, though. Yeah. So the two that people know the most are probably the Casita and the Scamps. 
right? Okay. They've been around forever. Um, the casitas, I, I, that's in Texas. So we're real familiar with casita trailers. And there you have a 16, 17 foot kind of range. And, you know, they're, they're kind of high 20s okay. price wise. And people like those casitas because they feel like they're really durable, really well insulated, less maintenance on the outside. Yeah. They, I, the fear of water leaks, I think, pushes people to go to a casita. A scamp is very similar. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people think casita and scamp are the same thing, but they're not. Like scamp might be a casita model? Or yeah, like that? or that that Casita makes scamps. Oh, yeah, yeah, like a, but, like it's another instance. Like yeah. Ford also made Lincoln, also made Mercury. Exactly, things. exactly. Okay. But they're not scamps. Are made by a different company. They're a little cheaper. They're not as well appointed on the inside, but you know they're a they're, they're a nice little molded fiberglass trailer. Right. right. So scamps and Casitas are probably the most well known. And have dedicated followings and people who really just want molded fiberglass because they want to avoid any yeah. maintenance or leaks. I think. I think. Yeah. And you know what? There's always an upper end. If there is if there is a category, there's an upper end to that Ooh. category as well. And there is an upper end in yeah. this Yeah. I mean, because I mean, mm-hmm. you can buy a regular four-door sedan or you can buy a Lexus. There's always an upper end to every category. And you have the casitas and the scamps, but you also have... The Olivers and the Bigfoots, which are upper tier. Yes. And the Escapes? Escapees? Yeah, that's that's kind of in the middle. Ah. But that speaks to the insulation because Escapes, Bigfoots, Olivers, they are Canadian companies. Ah. So really great trailers if you want to be in really cold weather. Uh, the insulation factor, the snow coming off the top. I mean, there's reasons, but we're talking uh, on the 25 foot trailers. You're in sixty thousand dollars. So they're a little bit larger too. They get, they make larger versions, and uh, some of them have generators on them. Uh huh. So they're they're really unique, uh, just hardy yeah. trailers. And you see, when I hear generators on them, I always my knee jerk response before was always but they look plasticky won't want the heat melted but it's fiberglass which is inherently i mean what is most um well most what's a large bit of insulation and housing and cars and all that made out of fiberglass Fiberglass. yeah it's insulation yeah so it already has this property to it so uh yeah i would i'm surprised that the casitas and all that aren't don't have the same kind of level of insulation because we get hot and insulation for cold is also insulation for hot same thing in texas that's huge yeah it's hot here in the summer Mm -hmm. there are so many people they'll say i camp you know every two weeks except for june july and august right 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 (laughs) where they just say oh it is too stinking hot so but then that brings us to the nest Okay. Yes. Okay. Which made a huge splash. Like like this one made people sit up and take notice. Well, I think when Airstream introduces anything, people take notice. But okay, this fair. was something that they had never done before as far as I know. Uh-huh. You know, it was trying to get into this fiberglass shell niche of, of trailers. So they introduced the Nest. Um, 
and I think is, they acquired a company that w- that was the Nest or that's uh, right. Yeah, they acquired Nest Caravans in 2016, I think, and by 2017 they had the Nest. So it, so when they acquired that, they got I guess their shell designs, a lot of their specs and things like. So they found something that they're like this matches a bit up with what we already do. Did Airstream ever have a history with? with uh they've actually tried fiberglass in the past really and yeah uh and you know it would take a lot longer to really go through the details here but um they have always kind of toyed with this idea so it's interesting i think that all of a sudden the nest fell off the map huh so i guess that begs begs the question because airstream Big name, known for their silver trailers, um, you know all the qualities that go with them, then and also the big price tags. What do you uh, what do you suppose happened? I don't know. I you know no one knows. They haven't really said anything uh, specific about it. But don't you think that the initial COVID scare had something to do with it? Um, in what way? In, in the purchasers weren't available the consumers weren't there or maybe manufacturing got hard or parts were scarce what in what way well it makes me think about the tab you know in 2009 when things got a little scary the housing market crashed the the rv market dove down to nothing uh the tab was just discontinued they just stopped making it because it was one of not one of their big sellers and it was a little more expensive to make that's the 320? The 320 tab. Okay. But this is the opposite. RVs are selling more now. But not right at first. Co- oh, okay. That makes sense. Right at first, everybody got scared. Dealers canceled orders. I, I mean, I don't know. They were advertising it in February, but by, I don't know, when what? When did they actually announce September. that they were going to do it? So it went through the summer? Yeah, the boom of the summer. So while it could be that it was more expensive to make, the demand wasn't there, they wanted to put their resources towards something else. Mm-hmm. I know Airstreams in general are, you know, backordered forever and super hard to get a hold of. Right. So Pre-COVID times. Maybe was, they just had yeah. a hard time finding their place since that fiberglass shell market is so right. small and, you know, there are fan clubs of every single one of them and it's, I don't know. Maybe they just had trouble finding their way into there. Well, and also an Airstream customer is, you know, everyone knows Airstream, Airstream, Airstream is silver, aluminum. It has that look. This is the one product in their lineup that doesn't look like that. And they already have Airstream products roughly in that size and weight class. Right. Already. But with the Airstream look like the base camp. Yeah. Yeah. Like our podcast last week, the guy said, yeah, we bought an airstream because it was on our bucket list but now we're trading it in and this one had something going for it because it was it was suv towable and he towed with an suv right the nest is lightweight Uh, another plus of this right i mean i i think fiberglass trailers are cool but they're not an airstream so maybe they just didn't have the market for it right okay maybe Uh, the other thing is you know, in Airstream fashion, it is gorgeous on the inside. It's it's very modern, very clean, big windows, which is awesome. 
But it's $45,000 and it's 16 foot. Yeah, but how, how big are the Olivers and the Bigfoots? Because they're in that price range or higher. Yeah, but they can get longer. You can get a bigger trailer. Okay. So, I, I don't know. It, it's just, in just thinking about it, it certainly is a gorgeous trailer. It has some really great features. I, maybe just breaking into this fiberglass molded niche is hard to do. Okay. All right. It could just be, it, it's its own thing, and Airstream wasn't willing to put in the effort to really break into the market. Okay. Well, why why do people want fiberglass trailers anyways? And, and granted, a lot of our trailers have fiberglass laminated, you know, walls, roofs, all that, all that stuff. But we're talking about one of these molded fiberglass, usually two shell put together. Yeah, it's like two boat holes stuck together. Yeah. So what makes this desirable? Because the fans of them are diehards. Well, we we talked about a few reasons already. Um, the fewer seals, right? So you don't have the seal around the roof, which is the most common place for leaks. Sure. So I don't know, just kind of that peace of mind that they don't leak as much. Uh-huh. They're rounded, so they're all one piece. Uh-huh. Which also means that they shed water much easier. But it still has holes cut in it for an air conditioner or vents or anything like that. But I guess being one piece Windows, and doors. having it roll down, I think there's also that feeling that it is just really strong and durable. And I... I well, what's your thought there? Is is that is a fiberglass hole, basically. Is it stronger? Is it more durable? Does Is it easier to repair? Is it more expensive to repair? I don't know these things. I don't know. <laughs> don't look at me. One of the big things people worry about is water damage and delamination. But when you have a molded shell, it's not going to delaminate because you don't have a there's no lamination. Pylon panel. <laughs> you you cannot delaminate something piece. that's not laminated. Yes. You got a point there. <laughs> so there you have it. I think that is the thought. And having it curved, uh -huh. uh, it just, it's stronger, it's more durable, and you don't have wood inside that's going to rot. Oh, not inside the walls. Now, a lot of these yes. things have really cool kind of light wood cabinetry, and it's really well done, but it's not the framing. But you're not wall. built on a wood frame. Yeah. Which, you know, everything was pretty much wood frame. 20 years ago. Right. So these have been around since the 60s in one form or another. That makes them a, a really nice way They were super forward thinking at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. And not only do you get stronger, more durable material, uh -huh. less seams, lighter weight, but... It's adorable. Have I mentioned it's adorable? You have mentioned it. And they are adorable. Yeah. I mean, speaking of, we didn't even mention the barefoot. Yeah. Coming out, that is a one-piece fiberglass shell. It's adorable. How hard is it going to be for them to get in the market? I don't know. I think it, the unique shape of them and the unique build of them, not to mention the huge following, helps them retain their value really well. Uh -huh. Anybody who's looking to sell any fiberglass shell trailer is yeah. probably going to do really well. So that could be another, you know added bonus to buying right. one is you know you know 
Yeah, with anything that's kind of niche or boutique and I think with the manufacturers of these things usually being pretty small. Now, another thing that comes to mind is we we are have something cool on the radar, the Boreal. Mm-hmm. Is that a really big version of this type of construction? Yes. So it's all fiberglass? Yes. To shell parts. And that is a Northern Light product. And Northern Light has built truck campers for a very long time that are molded fiberglass and they are amazing. It looks like a casita, but it's a truck camper. That's it. Is, right? <laughs> well, and, and it's got a real high-end interior, mm-hmm. very clean looking and really spacious. You know, one of the things that people don't like about these trailers is when you go inside, the the curved corners take away a little bit of storage. Oh, yes. And if they're not designed well, they can feel kind of small. Right. Because uh-huh. you're just cutting off all the corners. And that space is usually taken from the bathroom or the cabinet, stuff like that. Uh-huh. That's where I think the Nest really hit a home run because there is those cool Airstream style windows all the way around the front. So it feels so open. So it's much bigger just, than it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. Inside. Well, and they didn't have too much cabinetry in there, which meant that you packed like you're doing a 320 trip or something like that. You right. use your tow vehicle as Right. You know, that's storage. a good point. The storage may have hurt them because you yeah. don't have a lot of storage in a nest. That's true. That's true. So, you know, another thing, if we're kind of moving towards what doesn't work uh-huh. in these fiberglass shell trailers, another thing is that beautiful exterior usually is a molded fiberglass with gel coat on it. That gel coat deteriorates and it oxidizes in the sun. Is that where it gets kind of chalky? And it gets all chalky and uh-huh. white. And it takes some maintenance to keep it up. Okay. It it just does. Now, it's not maintenance to keep it from leaking, but it's maintenance to keep it from actually oxidizing. I see one of these in my neighborhood and it's uh it's a casita and it's um it's been immobile for several years. And mm-hmm. it is really chalky. Like I imagine if you mm-hmm. walk past it, you kind of get that that chalky smear on your skin. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um so And and they can, can last a long time that way. Yeah. They just don't look as Do cute. you have to re gel coat right. it? You can re gel coat it. It's like having it painted. Really? You can actually re gel coat them. Um, but if you don't let it go too far, you can use the fiberglass deoxidizer okay and it's kind of like waxing you kind of rub it on and buff it off and you can do it by hand uh-huh. or you can do it with a buffer or like is this then, like a, a headlight defogger it. that you yeah. do for your headlights yes yes okay. it's a and it's it's got a little bit of abrasion to it and it just gets that oxidation off okay yeah and then you put fiber uh wax on it okay and so one of the things that you really ought to do if you get a new uh fiberglass molded trailer is just Slap some Keep sunscreen it on it. Keep it washed and waxed. Yeah. Okay. Take care of your baby. That's right. It'll so there take care is, of you. It, it doesn't stop the maintenance, but it stops the water leaks. And it's a different type of maintenance. And you still have no wood in the walls at the end of the day. That's true. So That is true. So would you, would you get a fiberglass camper, Clint? I don't, I don't get that nostalgia. I, I have nothing, no emotional attachment when I see one. And- the ones I've been in have been largely too small for my body size. Oh, that makes sense. They are usually a little bit shorter. Right. And, okay. What about you, PJ? You know what? I 
don't think I would buy it just because I thought it was cute on the outside. But I... I'm a big fan of small trailers, and if it... Who would have thunk it? I know. <laughs> big news. Newsflash. But but if the inside was really workable and cool and fun, and it was a small trailer, I would love having something that was lightweight that I just love to use it. See, I think this would look perfect parked in your backyard, used as a little shed or, or hobby. Oh, thing. I, I think would. this would look amazing as a, as a yard decoration that is functional in some way. Yeah, or but Richard would have to paint it. Thank guest bungalow. goodness my husband doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> I have his number. <laughs> we'll get it to him. Don't oh, worry. It could be a cool playhouse. I know where Ernest is. You could probably buy an old, like, Casita or something and that's I'm gutted talking, I'm talking old old like yeah maybe even a damaged one uh-huh. yeah because you know even even old ones they're they're well the they're fiberglass itself is going to last forever so if you find one that's out of commission you could get the fiberglass yeah take the ashes off and put it in the backyard on a little platform and make a playhouse oh my gosh let's do it how fun okay send pictures has anybody done this Surely someone's done this. You're going to do it soon. I'm going to scour the internet for <laughs> cool things to do with old fiberglass trailers. But anyway, that's my answer. I would love to have a fiberglass trailer that's, I, I think the nest is really well done. I, 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 I still can't really put my thumb on why it wasn't successful. We'll call Airstream right away and figure it out. Yeah. Well, there Lindsay, you did you answer your own question? Would you have a fiberglass I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen one that I would really go, oh, yes, I uh, want this. Uh, um, why not? What be, does it not have? Because like you said, I think the the nest is the only one that had the windows that made it feel bigger, which I, I think why I'm so attracted to this sole is because it, the front of it is flat and goes up really high and has the giant window. Right. So all of the fiberglass ones kind of do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's kind of a shock for me. But uh, then again, I don't think I've ever been in any of the a little bit larger ones and some of the ones coming out. So I don't know. I have an open mind, but it wouldn't be my first pick based on what I've seen so far. Okay. Very, yeah. very fair. Also, yeah. I'm really bad with maintenance, so I feel like yeah. mine would be super chalky, <laughs> super fast. <laughs> well, I tell you, those Olivers, the Bigfoots, uh, some of these interiors are are beautiful. You would love them. You would love them. I I would take a barefoot any day of the week. Come on, New Camp, please. I know. See, I haven't actually seen a, bear, a barefoot. It's so gorgeous. I can't it speak is, to that one. I've it seen is it. fabulous. It's beautiful. I can't it stand up in it. Fabulous. The outside is beautiful. I've never seen the inside. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on, New Camp. Yep. Cool stuff out there, but yeah, different style. Very cool. All right. If you enjoy our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you would take a minute to give us a five-star rating on any podcast platform, but especially Apple Podcasts. It helps RV Small Talk to be visible to more people interested in the RV lifestyle. It's easy to do and it's super helpful. And in case you missed it, we have a podcast all about the best gifts for RVers. We'll post a link in the show notes to make your shopping a little bit easier. We've even added some must-have stocking stuffers to the list on our Friday Noon Live this week. That's right. Every Friday at noon, you can join us live for a friendly and not at all awkward chat. 
ask a question, share some adventures, check it out on our RV Small Talk community page on Facebook. We, we promise nothing on that not at all awkward bit. <laughs> Never promise, right? <laughs> it gets weird. <laughs> it totally does. But also, we would like to mention again Kate Dunbar. She was so great to swing by to do our live chat today. But she is the Campground Gourmet. She has a fantastic book out there. Look it up on Amazon. It's for digital download. And her website, thecampgroundgourmet.com, is always updated with fantastic planning, recipes, tips, tricks, uh, gizmos, gadgets for cooking. It's, it's really good stuff. And I just saw on her Facebook page, they're doing 12 days of gifts, for anybody on your Christmas list that likes cooking, that likes camping, all the best gadgets and anything like that, check it out on her Facebook page, The Campground Gourmet. There you go. Well, this has been a fun episode. I actually like these topics that I really know squat about because the research is fun. Well, and we know a little bit about it. You do. You do. We ask you. <laughs> You're our research. Clint and I learned everything. <laughs> Well, none of us know why there is no more nest. So if you know or have some inside info, let us know. Very good. Well, until next time, everybody, this has been the RV Small Talk Podcast, and we thank you for joining us. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. Later. Later.